This week in PlayStation, we're talking about are we getting a PS5 Slim this year? Are these Last of Us Part 3 rumors true? And will Spider-Man 2 be a 90 or better on Metacritic? We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's Blessing. Janet's been bitten by a snake, and you can get this show on Patreon.com slash KindaFunny. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code KindaFunny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without all that cool exclusive content on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by Shady Race, but let's start with a PSN message from you. Hey, Bless. Hey, Greg. We did it. We dropped the dead weight. No Finally. Janet Garcia. You know I've been I mean? asking for it for a year and a half now. It, it was a big topic of discussion. When Janet got this new apartment, mm. when she suddenly thinks she was better than us, and now we have our answer, yes. Hate to see it. You hate you to know? see it. No, Janet actually is doing us a favor, of course. Uh, she can't join us because we are recording PS I Love You even earlier than usual. Wednesday, July 5th. Of course, there was a holiday, July 4th, which kind of threw all of Kind of Funny's programming into a, a funk because you got to get do this and do the thing, blah, blah, blah. So we're here. So if by chance, <laughs> this is going to happen, but if a July 6th something major happens in PlayStation, remember this was recorded before that happened. So Jim Ryan, keep your goddamn emails private and shut your yap, all right? I don't have time for something else to happen in PlayStation. Let me tell you about my cats, all right? I love these cats. These cats are great. The best thing is it doesn't matter to Gary, to CJ, to Joey. They, of course, are watching live on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like you can. And a special shout-out to Nick Evans. Nick Evans live in the chat. His flight keeps getting delayed, so we're happy you have time to be with us today, Nick, and you can watch I know his live recording. I've <laughs> yeah, been there, well, done that. Don't get me started. I don't want to think about SGF. I don't want to think about SGF. Instead, we'll go to my dog, Nick96, from Massachusetts, who writes in and says... Hello, P-S-I-L-Y. Remember, you can write in to be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, just like Nick did from the great state of Massachusetts. July 8th, 2023 marks the 15th anniversary of the launch of trophies on PSN. With that in mind, I thought I'd write in with a few of my favorite trophy memories. Nick, speaking of my heart, young man. The first starts with the first game to have trophy support, Super Stardust HD for the PS3. I believe Greg was hyping up trophies on Beyond back then, and I bought in. Blessing? Mm -hmm. I was. You were? I was hyping up trophies. I was listening. 15 years ago. How old were you? What were we doing 15 15 years ago? Uh, What, 2008? Ooh, I was in... I was a sophomore in high school. I was 13. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. I bought Super Stardust HD and eventually got all the trophies for the game and for the DLC later on. This was my first Housemark game, and from then on, I was a believer in the developer. Hell yeah, Housemark fans. Let's get get together. We get behind. Everybody's here now. Everybody's running around talking about Returnal. We were there. Where were you back then? Yeah, where were you then? 
Were you were 13 year old Barrett? What July were you doing? 13, still living in Ohio. Were you doing drama yet? You were, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. That yeah, was that was the SSF. That yeah, was SSF stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just over there being I was a punk. Drums. Yeah, yeah listen to Fallout right. Boy. Yep. The second game, this is back to my dog, Nick96. The second game is Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Prior to trophies, Uncharted had its own in-game achievements. I was in college and didn't have a lot of money, but I had Uncharted, and I got all the achievements. Later, when the game was patched, the trophies mirrored the achievements in that game. I loved the game so much, I got all the trophies, completing it again and getting my first platinum. Because, oh. of course, Stardust not, didn't have a platinum, remember? That was when it was like, oh, that's just a downloadable game. Mm. That's less than. Mm. And nowadays, of course, PlayStation just gives people, now those calls them the less year. than, nobody thinks about it. Nobody thinks, mm. you know what I mean? Uh, doing it again, that'd be a thing. Because that's what's been the backbreaker for me with, with that Nathan Drake collection they put out. Where it was like, hey, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 are here, and they look better than ever. You can platinum again. And I was like, I remember screaming into a fucking pillow with Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, mm-hmm. with one of the pirate you know, monster closets. I don't need to do that again. But Nick did it for no reward, or an in-game reward, which doesn't count, and then did it for the real reward of a PlayStation trophy, which I appreciate, but it is lunatic behavior. 1,000%. Who would, who would waste time doing, doing it for nothing? <laughs> doing it for nothing. For nothing. An in-game achievement nobody cares about. You can't see it. For sure. PSN trophy, people can see that. That's cool. Of course. The third game I wanted to mention is Hot Shots Tennis. The game is one of the PS2 titles on PlayStation 4 and doesn't have a platinum. However, the rarest trophy I have is from this game. It is a straight-A student, a bronze trophy that requires you to get A rank in all of the training drills. I can't remember if there were four or five, but on one of my days off work, I played for about seven hours to get all these A ranks and eventually got them. At some point later on, I actually received a PSN message from someone asking me if I could get that trophy for them. I never responded, but I always think about that when I think about trophy hunting. That's insane. Again, to go do this for this bronze and then the fact somebody hit you up to do it. I think about some of the unhinged messages I've sent about trophies. Mm-hmm. There was one recently. Uh, I talked about it on the show already. But when I was playing the um, that the game I didn't like that much, where you, it was The Wreck. Where I didn't like The Wreck that much, but I was so close to the thing. But then I couldn't figure out how to get these two trophies. So I, I, saw, I went on PSN Profiles, found the person who had it, and then messaged them. But then it failed because they had their messages closed off. Mm. So then I had to like... You know, go ask the developer, even though I was like, yo, I gave your game a two, I think. What's the most insane thing you've done for a trophy? God, I mean, when you're enjoying yourself, what's really insane? I mean, like, you know. (sighs) Did you get the platinum for Arkham City? No, I didn't. Arkham Knight was my first Batman Arkham Platinum because I hated the challenge room so much and the other stuff. Yeah, I was just like, did you do the Riddler stuff in Arkham City? Because I feel like that's got to be up there. I did some. Yeah, no, I didn't do it to completion. It was that thing where I'm like, you are being insane. I remember like Dan Shu from, you know, at the time EGM went up talking and writing about being broken by it or whatever. I was like, I like 400 plus Riddler trophies. That's the thing. All of them. That's the thing where it's like, I love a trophy and I love platinum trophies, but there's so many times I just love the idea of the platinum trophy mm-hmm. where it does it does get down to rubber meets the road here and it's like you gotta play this game seven times yeah. no fucking way and that hit me when um you know the question here from madognik 96 he mentions the ps2 to ps4 games i remember being so excited when gta san andreas was announced for ps4 yeah. and it was one of the ps2 to ps4 games and just the idea of them giving it a, a, a trophy list had me in there i was like okay cool one of my favorite games of all time they're adding trophies to it i'm gonna get the platinum and i start playing it i think i probably got up to probably San Fierro before I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I like this game, but do I want to go and do all these weird things just to get this thing that I'm, that's going to add to a number? Um, 
Like that's kind of, that like that's kind of where I come back to in terms of like the amount of effort that I'm either willing or not willing to put in. Like it always has to be a scenario of oh, I'm having so much fun with this thing that I want to keep playing and I need an extra carrot on the stick. And that's how I, how that's how I define pretty much all my plat platinum. For sure. I think my most insane one, but also one of the ones that sticks out to me because I went to the lengths to do it would be Rocket League where I got all the trophies except for one trophy and I believe it was like I had to drive a certain distance. Yeah, it's like five hundred something kilometers. Yeah, or and it was like when the it was when the first thing the game first came out too. Yeah. I, I feel like they must have patched it or something. But I remember being like, all right, no, they they never because I got that trophy like eight months later. Or oh, really? Just but like naturally playing the game, I that became my first platinum because I was just playing Rocket League so much that I eventually popped it. So I did the unhinged thing, which I saw people online posting rubber pictures band. of the controllers with rubber bands on them. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let me get a rubber band and I'm going to tape my um, my analog stick one way and then hold down the R2 button this way and just have my thing driving in circles while yeah. I'm just hanging out elsewhere. Yeah. And I did it. That's a smart way to do it. That's yeah. a good way to do it. See, and I think the Rocket League Platinum, so many people have talked about it like Barrett just did, right? Of, oh, well, if you just play the game, you're going to get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's a great Platinum trophy. And I feel like it's always so sad when I love a game, but I look at it and I'm just like, oh, there's so much shit I don't want to do on here. And like right now, one of my great examples would be uh, the WW2K games. Uh, the last two, which I feel are so great. However, I go in and I look at what they want me to do for trophies, and I'm just like, dude, yeah, no. Like, if, like one of them is like uh, right now in the current one, I'm speaking a bit out of turn, and my, my PSN profiles are private right now uh, because of uh, reviews. Uh, there's one on there that is like, you know, win a hundred or play uh, i mean it, it's either win or it might just be play a hundred my faction or um, uh, faction warfare faction war matches or whatever mm. which are four v four things with yeah. four of your characters for, and i'm like i fucking hate four man tag matches eight man tag matches like i do not want to play a hundred of them no fucking way yeah shit like that sucks i'd yeah. rather just be like play x number of matches throughout your entire life with the game sure okay fine that's one that's thing. My thing. it could be annoying too games like that should be like such a slam dunk for trophy lists mm -hmm. because it is oh here are all these different modes that you have these are this is a game that's meant to be replayable and you're doing matches so it should be hey do this kind of move as while you're playing as this character against this character and recreate this moment that yeah. should be a trophy or like try out my faction mode and try or yep. play yep, you yep, know yep, 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 two, yep. like five things in my story mode or whatever it is like it should be more of a like you're trying different things out that's why i liked um i believe tekken 7 had a trophy list that was really well made for that because i i have that platinum as well and when i get fighting games trophy lists are the first thing I, I i look through because that is my carrot on the stick that is my what i look for for progression and so tekken 7 you know that, that has like a, a story mode that's a few hours long and i went through that i believe one of the trophies was like a practice mode thing did that did whatever the online stuff was did all the different modes and it was hey experience this game like that is what getting the platinum is in tekken 7 experience the breadth of this game and i absolutely love that about it on a opposite note mortal kombat 10 yeah mortal kombat x yeah, yeah um had a trophy list that one of the trophies and i remember trying so hard to get this trophy and it just broke me was win 10 ranked matches in a row and there were so many times where i would get up to nine ranked matches and i'd lose the 10th one yep. and it would break me like absolutely break me and like that's one of those things where it's like sure i have control over it but i also don't like so much of this comes down to like my opponent skill and my skill and how that matchup is gonna go and it's so hard to get a 10 game win streak on a fighting game and so and that's, one like that that's just the weirdest thing me. about it where developers obviously what's awesome and fascinating about video games is everybody has a different opinion about every different th aspect of it and so it's always interesting to see developers think 
make and I'll go to Naughty Dog, right? And mm. see them make the Uncharted trophy list and the Last of Us trophy list how they used to be and be like, we nailed it. This is what we want you to do, right? We want you in, in Uncharted, right, to go grind out kills with the AK or grind out kills with the rocket launcher and then Last of Us, right? Like maybe you lose factions, maybe you don't, but you know, you gotta do it twice. You gotta do this. And just be like like and then to see finally that feedback made it to them or at least the people making the trophy list that we really care about this shit and it, like have it be a more curated more fun thing like last of us part twos was in terms mm -hmm. of like cool you can play this and it doesn't feel like you're slamming your head into a brick wall over and over again but you run into games like that that are okay you know go ahead and win 10 matches in a row which sucks to try to do because you know that's just like come on and mm -hmm. but you have to imagine like on the developer side of it for another realm or for whatever example you want to insert they're like well we want this to be a prestige thing we want this to really reward our fan base yada 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 and i feel like for me personally that's such a antiquated and gatekeepy way to do it like i think it should be hey i really enjoy mortal Kombat x so i've gone through and there can be something that is win an obscene number of matches period like you know yeah. what but there should be a way of like yo it's not like every part of it is doing something weird or you have to you know play this game full-time and i think a real to take the wwe example again right like if i was me playing wwe 2k23 the way i was me playing no mercy like if this was dropping and i was in high school it would be a different conversation i would get bet because it would be sure i don't like this thing but what else am i going to do on tuesday night i'm going to listen to video game podcasts i'm going to do this for five hours before i go to bed i'm not touching my homework i'll tell you that right now right there'd be that argument to it but then there are so many different people playing games and so it is a weird thing of trophy lists that aren't inclusive and i don't know if they don't need to be i'm not arguing everything should be designed for me and mine but i feel like you get more juice from that i feel like if you have a good list when it would be like okay cool it's dropping for you know free play weekend or whatever you know uh, ps plus you'd be able to jump in there and be like oh okay cool i'm gonna do this and get enough out of it and get some trophies and get easy trophies if you wanted to if you're just trying to pad your numbers yeah but i understand people on it but then i, but I don't I, think it should be impossible though i also doubt that people like at 2k no offense are sitting there going like we want this to be a prestige platinum i think it's mm -hmm. them just being like yo we got a bunch of modes in this thing yeah let's just do this this way not thinking like i fucking hate those matches i would love to play it uh you know i i forget if i talked about it on this show or i've mentioned it before but when we did uh the when I went to Royal Rumble and interviewed all the superstars, I interviewed Cody Rhodes, and he was like, yeah, it's really cool to be in this new WWE game, right? Because last year I, I joined the Federation uh, right as the old game came out, and the, you know, the creation community, uh, you know, they stepped up and made me a lot. And I said, and I made a joke immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, not, well, we're putting them all out of business because you're in the game now. Let's look at your character. And someone in the creation community really got pissed off about that and made a big thing about it. Mm. And when they were trying to insult me and attack my credibility, they went to my trophies, which I really respected. Yeah. And they're like, this guy didn't even finish the Rey Mysterio showcase in 2K22. And, it, and I, for me, I was like, yeah, I don't like that mode. Like, yeah. I don't like being told what to do. And like, my time is so finite. I have so little time to play video games that I just don't have time anymore to sit there and be like, well, I want the trophy. Yeah. I'm going to go through and do all this because there was a million other trophies where I'm like, these are also way too time consuming. I'm never going to get them. Yeah. So for you, do you have a trophy memory that sticks out to you? I mean, you know me. I've talked to trophies for in the, the entirety of their 15 years, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, trying to ace every little big planet level to get that platinum, finally doing it huge. Uh, you know, I'm still very proud that like my most rare platinum is the sing star celebrity thing because it was like you had to get I forget how many have seen likes on a thing, but because I was able to motivate podcast beyond to go do it, they did it. You know, uh, infamous. I was the first platinum in the world. Don't worry about PSN profiles. Uh, it sucked. And that was a huge. I mean, again, like it's so funny now, right? Because you think of like how many people we know in the industry. You think of how 
easy Twitter is to get a response from any brand, anything, right? Mm. But it was such a crazy, like, Infamous will go down as, like, just, I can't believe it all worked out. Because it was that I obviously was reviewing the game, so I had early access. Then it was I got down to needing one blast shard. And if you remember, there were the blue dots that were just there. There was no, like, locator that you could, like, see everything on the map. You had to, like, run around and find stuff. And so when I couldn't find that last one, I this is how old I am and how old this story is, I took my digital camera. And I took photos of the screen of every map. Mm. Then I went to IGN. I printed them out. And then I went block by block in Empire City and crossed everything out in Red Sharpie. But the problem was I finally got there and I crossed out everything on the map. Like I had gone through the entire map and not found it. And then on a lark at IGN, I, I did something and I saw it. And it was on water. And I got it and I popped the plat and I flipped out. And I tweeted about it and Sucker Punch, which again is so funny because who would care nowadays, but Sucker Punch at the time responded and was like, you are the first person to platinum the game in the world. Oh. It was like such a cool moment of like being a nobody video game person and having the company actually respond to it and actually have that thing. That's awesome. That was, that was a huge moment for me. Yeah. And then of course, I love my DC Universe Online platinums and stuff like that. But Hell yeah. I love trophies. Now you don't have many platinums, but do you have plat one that stands out? Do you have one trophy that stands out? Uh, I mean the ones that I mentioned already, right? Like the ten, the even though I didn't get this one, but but the, the sure. going after the ten ranked matches, I remember that memory so so vividly. Um, shout out to the Shadow of Mordor trophy list because that's a platinum uh, that I got, and I want, I think that was my first platinum actually. Yeah. Um, and that just came from me loving that game so much that I didn't want to stop playing and Hell loving yeah. the Nemesis system, loving the combat system. Um, God, bring back the Nemesis system, but getting so Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah hopefully it won't be there. But like, you don't it, think so? They made such a big deal about like, oh man, like we copyrighted it and this is that and then. Yeah, but that was like a billion years ago. And that was probably when they still thought they were going to make more Lord of the Rings games. They made uh, Shadow of War and we're like, all right, fuck it, we're done. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I, I just got so deep into Shadow of Mordor that I just wanted, I, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to play more. And I think just having that extra thing of like, you know what? This is my, I've never gotten a platinum before. This is, this is my platinum. I'm going to do it. And finally getting that first platinum ever for me just meant so much. Um, so yeah, shout out to that one. Um. Yeah, I think like, Spider Man was a fun one, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I like can't think of like any of the individual trophies, but I just, sure. you know, loved clearing out that game. That's the thing is, I fall in love with trophy lists when a game speaks to me. Bless you. Um, a game speaks to me so strongly that I have that urge to one hundred percent it for right? sure. And so Spider Man was one of those. Shadow Mortar was one of those. Broccoli League was one of those, right? And like, I I love when a game when a game enters that list. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man was a great platinum. Ghost of Tsushima was a great platinum. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, I remember that was the first time I made a... Uh, not the first time, I should say. It was a time I made a complete fool out of myself to Brian from PS5 Trophies where I hit him up and I'm like, yo, dude, like, I'm down to this last hidden trophy, but I don't know what it is. Do you, have you popped it? And he's like, you know, like, five months ago, they patched a thing that you could hit square on any hidden trophy to find out what it is. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, awesome. Oh, man, I'm a fucking moron. And I had to go to ben, Uncle Ben's grave. No big deal. Rest in peace. Let's move. Well, first off, happy trophies. Happy trophy birthday. Happy 15 years trophy. Thank God you came around and invented this system that has just given us so many amazing achievements in games. I love that. Wait, <laughs> moving on. First? Moving on. There, okay. uh, let's move on to topic of the show. Uh, what I want to do, blessing Adeoye Jr. Greg Miller. Is gamble. Oh. I wanted to make some PS5 bets. These aren't limited to this year, but a lot of them are from this year. A lot of them are ripped from the headlines. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of scuttlebutt going around right now about PlayStation games, consoles, things of that nature, FTC filings, cats. What I thought we'd do is run through some, make our bets. What do we think? Yes or no? 
give a date, whatever it's going to be, a score maybe on some of them. Have some fun there. But then, of course, I opened it up to you, ladies and gentlemen, on kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Many of you wrote in with your own burning bets you'd like to see us do, and I figure we can make about 15, 16 pizza bets and see what happens from here. Man, are you ready to buy that many pizzas? I don't think you are. Oh, you ready God. to buy that many pizzas oh, is the God. real question. Uh, so I want to start with one that is, at least for us recording on Wednesday, one of the hottest topics. Mm-hmm. Is the PS5 Slim coming out this year? If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I'll take you over to IGN.com where Wesley Yinpool writes, Microsoft believes Sony will release a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year priced $399.99, according to a court document. The document was released as part of the FTC uh, versus Microsoft trial to determine the fate of the proposed preliminary. We don't care about that part. In a paragraph on price, Microsoft attempts to convince the judge uh, the Nintendo Switch should be considered in the same market as the Xbox Series X consoles and uh, the PlayStation 5, an argument uh, it believes boosts the image of Xbox as losing the price of the console war. Uh, In the final sentence in this paragraph, that's sure to ruffle Sony boss Jim Ryan's feathers as as it not only out the long-rumored existence of a PS5 Slim, but it's priced to. IGN has asked Sony for content. Quote, PlayStation likewise sells a less expensive digital version for $399.99 and is expected to release a PlayStation 5 Slim later this year at the same reduced price point, reads the document. The bombshell continues with Microsoft saying further down, Sony is also anticipated to release a handheld version of the PlayStation 5 later this year for under $300. Of course, this is Project Q. Uh, The existence of the PS5 Slim wouldn't come as much of a surprise given Sony has released slim versions of its previous consoles. It released a PS4 Slim that replaced the standard PS4 model in 2016, as well as a beefier PS4 Pro that launched shortly after. PS5 launched November 2020 in two forms, with the disc drive for $499 and without for $399. Blessing is the PlayStation 5 Slim coming out this year? No. I'm going to say no. It doesn't feel like it times out right. Um, I don't know. Like It feels like a 2024 thing. The rumors have said 2024 coming from Tom Henderson and Insider Gaming. Well, this is, again, now we're getting into the even more interesting thing, right? Yeah. Of like, what's the Slim versus what's the PlayStation 5 yeah. without the disk drive? Yeah, well, yeah, and like, is there a PS5 Pro? Because like from what Tom um, has been talking about, right, like there might be it, it, there might be something that's closer to the, to a pro than even just a slim model but i think it's just the idea of a redesign for a ps5 right and i think i think it makes sense to to do a redesign at the end of the day we will get a re- redesign whether it's a pro whether it's a slim yes, whether it's 100%. whatever we will get a redesign i think the question then becomes what is what is it and what purpose does it serve for where places at playstation's at right now um uh, we talked about about it a bit already but like i i like i like the thought that like you know, we're still so, it feels like we're so, still so early in the PS5 life cycle. I think a lot of that just comes from, you know, there's not a game, there's not a lot of games I feel like they're pushing the PS5 to its limit yet, right? It doesn't feel like we're in need of a PS5 Pro. So, and even when, even when we talk about a PS5 Pro, I then think about what are the features, right? And I, I, I think they're still, they're still lacking there. Around this time during the PS4 era, we could talk about 4K, we could talk about a few other things, we could talk about HDR. I'm not seeing those same buzzwords and features thrown around for what a ps5 pro could be so the question is do we need a ps5 pro or do we just save that kind of jump for when we eventually get to the ps6 and so i think a ps5 a new edition of ps5 would be a 400 um you know iteration that i think would come through and replace the two ps5s we have right now with the disc version in the, in, in the disc, discless version i think we get a ps5 that is a bit smaller no um physical you know disc drive um that's where we get the detachable disc drive and 
I don't know. I, th- I feel like this fall is too early for it. I think next next fall seems a bit more realistic. What about you? What do you think? Well, it's that thing we've talked about at length of, okay, I, I could believe it. When we look at the pro, like we were talking about earlier today on Kind of Funny Games Daily, right? Like, what, its announcement came in September, and then it was released in November, right? And was, I got that right, I think, from what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, we're not by any means outside of it, right? We're right there of where it could be like, okay. Um, I don't know in terms of, like, I feel... My argument earlier in the day mm-hmm. was... Okay, well, you don't want to put this out alongside the remote play device. You don't want to put this out alongside Project Q because that's a lot of hardware to be coming out at, at once when you're trying to sell both of them. But then it really is like, what is the argument for Project Q? Yeah. Are they trying? I mean, I know they're trying to sell Project Q, but are they trying to sell Project Q? Are they soft Q? selling Project Q? Yeah. Project Q literally Project like. Q, you know, I still look at the same in the same breath as a DualSense Edge. This is for the hardcore. This is for the people that this speaks to. But it's not something that they're... I, I don't think Project Q is something that they're going to try and push on that level as if it were a, a new console or like a, a console iteration. Yeah. I'm still going to say no, it's not this year. So that we're on the same side of this bet. But don't worry, we'll get spicy in a second. Okay. Uh, we're on the same side of this bet where, yeah, I, I don't think it will be this year. I think, as I said earlier, usually when they do this, going all the way back to I remember the PS3 redesign, right? At least when I was at IGN. I remember seeing that leak earlier there was way more rumors of leak now granted tom henderson's hey they're making a playstation 5 without a disc drive has been leaked and i do think that falls into i think that is what xbox is talking about Mm -hmm. even though that's never been called the playstation 5 slim the ps5 slim no disc drive it's slimmer and tom is reporting as we read from insider gaming right for the record we do already have a ps5 without a disc drive great point sorry the detachable disc drive detachable disc drive you're right 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 uh Tom's reporting saying it probably it could have this could mean a smaller form factor. This could mean a slimmer design. I assume that's what is happening. Mm. Back to why Xbox would say this. I think Xbox is as always uh, in this FTC trial. They are making educated guesses as to what's going on, and they're trying to prove their case. They're trying to make the case that well, this isn't a monopoly, and you should let us get Activision Blizzard. So they're going to say stuff that even though we don't know, and I'm sure PlayStation doesn't want to go on the record as saying when the PlayStation 5 Slim's coming, you toss it out there to make your argument, because of course, yes, a PlayStation 5 Slim is coming at some point, mm-hmm. but is it this year? I say no. You say no as well. I say no as well, I, but I actually want to get back to the point about the deta- detachable disk drive, and this Please. is more so a question, I guess, for you and the audience and people who might know better for tech. Would that connect via USB, or would it literally be something that's built into the console itself? Because the way I think about it would be Oh yeah, you you put out a detachable disk drive just so you can phase out the disk version, but like it would be something that could work with, let's say, if you have a digital only PS5 right now. But like I might be thinking about that wrong if it's not via USB because I it is USB. Or at least it would be again the rumors that Tom Henderson from Insider Gaming has reported on is is the fact that yes, it, it is going to be a, a USB a USB connected. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so it's, it, it, that way you'd get those fast uh, speeds and everything else and go mm. through that first the back, you know the front port or whatever. Well, I guess. I don't know what I, the new PS5 would look like, but yeah. it would be USB-C. Long like story short, USB-C it would be there. USB-C, and I don't know if it would work with uh, PS5 digital onlys right now, if that'd be the way to go for yeah. it or whatever. Okay. Interesting Just argument. Curious. So if you're both saying that it's not coming uh, this year, who like what happens with the pizza bit then? Moose! Or maybe Muss. Writes in to kindoffunny.com. Slash P-S-I-L-Y, just like you can, and says, when will the PS5 Slim be released? Fall 2024. Is that specific enough for you? No, because I'm going to say a, a month that's similar to that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say September. 
Oh, you're going to say September. Yeah, September 2024. I'm going to say November. Okay. So you're going to go with like the historic. Yeah. Where where they put the pro before. Yeah, getting getting close to Black Friday. Sure. That's where you want to start thinking about buying things for Christmas. Here's what I would think, right? Um, I say September because I think you want it on the market already for whatever games PlayStation has for next year. And again, I'm in. You know, again, are we going to see a bevy of first-party games come fall? I don't know. I'm not saying that. Of course, but we got conquered, and we got fair games. And don't get too far ahead of yourself. We're talking about all these <laughs> games. So we had a lot of great questions. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching a banger of an episode. It's going to be a great time talking about games here. But I think you want to get it out before the games that PlayStation would have out in the fall, as well as whatever third parties are working on that year. Mm-hmm. So have it already there get for yeah, have it already there for you know, okay. like Black Friday, like you're talking about. But have it out before then. But we'll see. Now here's one from Kebabs before we jump from the PS5 Slim. All right, Kebabs writes in and says again, we have to agree or you know bet with it. The PS5 Slim will not have removable faceplates. Ooh, see, I think this is a fun one. I mean, why not? Like, it's not, I mean, how much more expensive are removable faceplates? I don't think they're that much more expensive. I think the form factor of the PS5 in general is what, like, makes it a whole thing. But if you're going to make a slimmer PS5, I think you still have, ooh. But the question is, do they look the same? And if they don't look the same. I'm swinging right away and saying no faceplates. Yeah. Not uh. only not only the fact, yeah, I wouldn't it, it, I don't think they care as much about it being interchangeable with PlayStation 5 because they have not taken advantage of that. We have mm-hmm. not seen this. You don't like the maroon color and the purple? The po- cosmic, I like them. I, but purple? I mean, we have not I mean, like you understand that like we're the Spider-Man faceplates. We're the last of If you were ones. committed to faceplates for the rest of the PlayStation 5 generation, milk that shit, have Ratchet, have this, have have a shoe one, have, you know what I mean? Like I would be doing limited edition PlayStation stuff all the time on the PlayStation Store, their the PlayStation Direct Store. So I think no faceplates, not even so much because of that because I think they want this to be the hey, it's smaller, it's slimmer, it's cheap, is it's as cheap as it can be right now. And I think even though it sounds goofy, the Sliding in, sliding out, like any movable part or removable thing, I think adds not a cost in terms of the materials, but a cost in terms of like assembly and doing yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. Like just make a hard case for what it is, make it look like, you know, every other DVR box or whatever the hell it's going to be and get it out that way. I feel like them not having faceplates for the next thing is them admitting defeat with the faceplates. I think that's them going. We it's not even a defeat system. though. They don't give a shit, right? They're yeah, just like, but like the one do them. You know, I, I'm just saying. Bless. If the PS5 Slim is as slim as this PS5, <laughs> like, I don't how much a- taller is that in your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same height. Uh, in my head, it's like. What if they nightmare. go with the same design, right? And even if we have what looks like faceplates, but you can't remove them, mm-hmm. like it looks so. I don't, it would look so fragile. I don't even know if I would want to be fucking around with that in that way. You know? Yeah, I think my thing is, I like, I think it, I think we could still get faceplates, but just a different version of them. Because to your point of them missing out on the opportunity to do ratchet and all this stuff, I just don't think that's that. That's PlayStation. I don't think that's who they are. I think they are a company that is. Hey, we have a vision, and our vision involves us giving you this piece of hardware that looks like we ripped out of ripped it out of Detroit Become Human and putting it in your living room and you're gonna like it. <laughs> like it's gonna be purple. It's gonna be a very specific shade of red and you're gonna like these colors that we give you. And like that's what this is. And I think they're gonna double down on that. Like I think PlayStation is very much into their own aesthetic right now. And so with that, I think yeah, we I, I think the next thing does get faceplates. If it are they the same like form factor? Probably not because yeah, to your point, if it's if it's this but slimmer, I don't think that makes sense, right? I think you want to change the design um, a, a little bit to account for that. But I think they like the faceplates. I think they like they. I think they really like the aesthetic that they've made for the PS5, and they want to stick with it as much as possible. 
So I'm going to say yes. I think redesigning it and doing this slims, you have to. You have to kill the past. Let it die. I'm saying no face plates. You're saying yes face plates. I'm writing all this down as if we'll ever look back at this. You know what I mean? I mean, we might. The audience has to tell us. We'll never know what we said in this episode. You know how it goes. I want to move on to this next big topic of betting conversation, all right? Mm-hmm. Are we getting another PlayStation showcase this year? Again, this there's been so much scuttlebutt around this. We had a disappointing PlayStation showcase this year. Uh, and so there had, as soon as it was over, there's pretty much a whole bunch of conversation of like, well, there's rumor that there's going to be another showcase this year, that that's going to happen. We're going to get out there, blah, blah, blah. Blessing. Mm-hmm. Are we getting another PlayStation showcase in 2023? Yes. You fool. <laughs> no. You don't think so? I think we get. I think. I, I think you get a PlayStation uh, state of play. Mm-hmm. I think you get. I don't. I don't think. I, I just don't see like you want to talk about admitting defeat. I think that would be admitting defeat. Doing another showcase. Yeah. Hey everybody, we're back, and wow, did you fucking hate all those live service games? All right, so here's what you really wanted to know about. Like what? See, I don't think it's a reactionary thing. I think this you think is, it was the plan all along. I think that was the plan all along. Yeah, because uh, there's still so much to talk about for 2024. I think you give us more updates on those games that you showed, right? And again, me saying there's a PlayStation showcase doesn't mean that it's go- it's going to be a good PlayStation showcase. I just sure. Oh yeah, nobody's saying that. Yeah. I think that there's still just so much more to talk about, right? I think you got to double down and show us more of those games that are coming out next year. I would still venture to think that there's more coming out next year, right? Like right I, now, yeah, I don't, I don't our, play- our PlayStation Five. 2020 um uh 2024 games are like one or two of those multiplayer games <laughs> i could not tell you which which, which one's got dates which boy hattie we're excited for them live service games over here <laughs> conquered fair games marathon at least two of them got dates right <laughs> <laughs> got windows so yeah we're looking at one of those and then what else like what's also what's going on with stellar blade i know i bring it up a lot but it's dated for 2023 you imagine that gets pushed in 2024 you want to update us on that and then you got to have more there's got to be at least one or two other first party things coming out from playstation in 2024 if not it's a fucking disappointing year and so yeah i think you i think i think you announced those at a playstation showcase those aren't state of play material if you got playstation studio stuff still still the big question. Yeah. Do you still have stuff? I mean, I don't know if this is part of your bets, but like, there's got. Would you think that we have more PlayStation Studios games that haven't been announced yet coming out in 2024? Well, let's not get there. Yet. Okay, let's not. Because this is, gets into it. Connor C writes in about this very topic. It says, "I wager that we will get another PlayStation showcase at some point later this year, whether it's before or after Spider-Man Two releases. I'm not sure, but we have to get details on the following." And then he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. What Naughty Dog is working on? Mm-hmm. Factions 2 update or single-player game announcement? A Ghost of Tsushima 2 official announcement? And maybe a tease for Wolverine coming fall 2024? I mean, I agree with Wolverine. I was going to say, out of everything Connor C's put here, I do think Wolverine is the, is the realistic one. I, don't think, I do not think their Naughty Dog is ready for prime time at all. I think, again, they were working on factions. I think factions was the plan. We are mm-hmm. going to do this. We're going to do that. Then, of course, the further you get down, the more it's not going the way people want to. You back it off. You shrink the team, whatever. Then you put out that statement, right? When Jason Trier is ready to pull the trigger, saying, yo, everybody, factions is fucked. You put up that statement of like, yo, we're working on that. We've done this whole thing. But don't forget, we have other single-player IP we're working on, too. Like, those single-player IP are not ready to be talked about. I don't think they're ready to say, hey, here's what it is. Yeah. Huh. You disagree? I mean... uh not that I disagree, but it's hard for me to think that like the only single player thing we get from PlayStation next year ends up being Wolverine. Well, I don't think that either. Yeah. Like I'm not. I, I think there are. I, I I agree with Connor C's and your con- conversation yeah. that 
there has to be more stuff in in 2024 from PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know if it's just Wolverine, but I don't think it's Ghost of Tsushima, even though that's not exactly what he's saying. Nor do I think Naughty Dog's ready to go. I don't no, think either I of those are ready I, to go and say, "Hey, here's what's up." Yeah, and I like I I still think there's a chance that they say fuck it with Ghost of Tsushima because that is still it, what they could use as a unicorn title, right? Like, hey, Ghost of Tsushima is happening. We all we all assume it's happening, right? Yeah. Like, we can also we can all just basically say we're gonna get Ghost of Tsushima two at this point. Why not? Just, yeah, why what not, could go wrong? What could what could go wrong? They can just come out and say it. Like, even if that game comes out in 2020. 2027 they can still come out and say that game exists and everything's gonna be fun everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay i'm looking back through uh the playstation showcase rundown to look for 2024 dates right and so yeah you, you scroll through it of course we're talking about haven no date hell divers is this year uh then they did immortals then they did this then they do uh, this on the other john squid this thing uh the gr- the gree 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 devs their game's coming 2024 cat quest is coming 2024 to playstation to playstation 5 there it is thank yeah. you very much right uh towers of ashi is coming 2024 um, Ultros 2024, the Spencer gift shop game. Remember that fucking thing? Now these aren't oh, all exclusives yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yeah, to be I, I'm, I'm more. I'm, more I'm like, just reading through. Mainly reading. concerned with the studios thing. Like, yeah, the PlayStation it, Studios. It really things. quick, just to bring up a question of you, you'd be surprised or uh, kind of worried if next year Wolverine was the only single player first party game to come out. Mm-hmm. Is is there anything besides Spider-Man 2 this year? And I think that's not great for this year. Like, but there has been Horizon there D- has been Horizon DLC and there has been mm. PSVR 2 hardware and there has been Horizon Call of the Mountain. The it's, one to toss out here is Concord is 2024. Okay, Concord is the one I was thinking of. But yeah, like I don't this this year I would say is a down year for PlayStation, right? Like is that wild to say that 2023 is a down year? When you look at the last forever now of PlayStation, like ever since PlayStation found their footing with like, let's say starting with Horizon in 2017, this year is a down year. Here's, okay, so this is where, you know, Greg Miller's a Sony pony really probably shines through. Mm -hmm. Even though I I don't, maybe I'm just uh, devil's advocating. Maybe I just have a different stance on it. Is it a down year or is, and stick with me, I know I'm about to sound like such an insane person, just a smart move from PlayStation. Because mm-hmm. every fucking week we talk about the fact that this is such an insane year for games. There is so much happening in games, yada, yada, yada. We don't want to count it because it's not a Sony first party, which is fair. But Final Fantasy 16 is the PlayStation 5 exclusive for consoles. Sure. So there's that there. Then you're going to get Spider-Man 2. But then with what? The exception of Zelda? And I'm probably talking out of turn, so feel free to hit me on the head here. But like we're talking about all these other games that should be game of the year in any other year, right? But aren't going to be game of the year here because of Zelda and because of this. But it's like... You have Diablo, you have Final Fantasy, you have Spider-Man coming up. Um, uh, there's another big one I'm forgetting in this conversation right that's now. Starfield? Star- oh, no, I, well, that, yeah, that's definitely a miss on their part. Um, but it is this idea that, like, you, when you're PlayStation and you are feasting right now, right? Console sales are doing so well. The first parties are doing so well. We'll see what happens with all these uh, multiplayer games. I don't think you sit there necessarily and go just from the perspective of first party and go, man, it's a down year. Mm-hmm. I think it is. How much are we selling on the units on the PlayStation? How much like third party games are selling better here? And I'm just using a broad brush here, but for the argument wise, I don't think they're going to look at 2023 as a down year. Herman might look at first party and be like, yo, I would have loved more of our stuff there, but I'm sure there's also a big conversation there of like, man, thank God we're not sending games like Spider-Man 2 possibly out to die. Yeah. And I don't mean out to die in terms of like, oh, nobody's going to buy Spider-Man. But I mean like, 
at Game Awards, at Dice Awards, is that is Spider Man? Is it going to be another like Red Dead uh, God of War year where Spider Man's con- was so excited to get like audio design or whatever they got where they were excited just to get something because mm. it was happening. Like I feel like there's got to be that tenor to it too of like yo. Let everyone go fucking batshit crazy. Alan Wake 2 is in this conversation this year. Let all these games that are going to be fantastic go batshit crazy because they're going to be on PlayStation 5. People are going to buy them on PlayStation 5. They're going to buy them more than ever on digital, so we're getting a cut of that. Like, let them fight in the Godzilla way, right? And then we get to next year and we go. And again, for a down year, I don't think as a PlayStation fan, I feel that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I, I have nothing to play on my PlayStation. If I was constantly turning on my xbox if i was constantly turning on my switch different conversation and granted i turn on my switch for zelda and i'm going to turn on my xbox for starfield but i still think my primary place to play is going to be yeah. playstation there's it, so many games there. and i'm definitely speaking when i say down year i'm speaking specifically to the playstation studios mm-hmm. right because yeah final fantasy 16 one of the biggest games of the year and when you're talking about catalog when you bring in third party into it yeah playstation is doing fine and i don't think i don't think i can panic or anything right oh, sure, sure, sure. but it's more so me looking at the slate of games that PlayStation Studios usually has year to year and getting to this year and this year it is Horizon DLC, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Inspired Man 2, and that's about it, right? You look at previous years and just last year we got what God of War Ragnarok and Horizon uh Forbidden West. Like that's huge, right? You go back the year before, now my memory's got to start to show. But yeah, you have Returnal, you have Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah Ratchet yeah, and Clank yeah, that year as well, right? Um and Deathloop if you want to bring in exclusive third party stuff into it, but like for the sake we, we don't we don't need to. Um but also last year was last part one as well. And I think you gotta count that. Um but you go b- before that, right? Twenty twenty, we're talking about Spider Man, Miles Morales, uh Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Part Two. And PlayStation Studios, to some respects in the last five years every year usually owns the year like it is there is usually like oh all of the biggest games this year are from playstation that's what the conversation has been around playstation studios in particular first party this year this year the conversation is not that at all like spider-man 2 is very exciting and it's gonna be one of the games talked about as one of the biggest games of the year but i don't think it's gonna be a slam dunk in any game of the year right when you're sure. talking about zelda um even final fantasy right starfield and a bunch of other games coming out from of course so many other publishers this is the first year where going into game awards I'm like, is PlayStation even going to have a game that's in that's nominated for Game of the Year, let alone like be in the conversation for winning? And I don't, and like I look at next year, and I'm like, is that going to happen again? You know, because next year could be, could be, and we don't know this, right? Could be Wolverine, but aside from that, like I don't have that expectation of Concord, and that's where I come back on the PlayStation showcase is that I would think that PlayStation still values that cadence of being able to have the biggest games of the year, and this year being a somewhat off year for playstation studios in particular you got to follow up the next year and go no but we have this coming out in 2024 my thought on the showcase thing is that i think it'll be a state of play because i think you need to date hell divers too you probably have a couple little partnerships with third party on you know the um indies or double a games that were coming that we know are 2023 but we don't have dates on i feel like you could do that kind of thing and part package it all up there whereas i think if you did a showcase and you showed hell divers again and gave a date to hell divers like whatever yeah and i think and again i i have disbelief that sucker punch and naughty dog are ready to be like yo here's the next thing this is what we need to do here's even a teaser like i think you of course i i think you should have done that in the first showcase if you were going to do that there can be the argument of we wanted to talk about all the live service stuff in one go, and that's why we did it the way we did, and now the next one would be more of a traditional what's going on. But when you get to if it's going to be a traditional hair with what the first party's up to, I just don't think there's enough first parties ready to be like, yo, here's what we're up to, let's go. Mm-hmm. We're Sony Ben, and this is the new thing. Like, I just don't think they're there yet. Do you think 
we're gonna get back to that place ever where we have been for the last oh, 100%. five years of like every year you're having at least two to three bangers like nine to ten out of ten games yeah i think you will i mean I, I think that's still what playstation first party is founded on and yeah we can talk about the live service stuff and all these different games but again i don't think necessarily that's going to be getting into everybody's uh, wheelhouse it's going to be in everybody's chicken coop right like i think you're going to have people making the games they want to make and what they should be making and you'll go from there uh but yeah i, I, I mean i think ghost will still be like that right and maybe it has the you know legends 2 or whatever in it and that has all that stuff you want but i think ghost itself will still be the banger you want it to be yeah but i digress we, so you say yes for another showcase. I say no, but you'll get a state of play. Cool. I have more predictions slash bets, I guess. But for now, let me tell you about the surest bet there is. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, you can get each and every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ad free. Oh, you get us video. You get us an MP3. They're all just sitting there waiting for you. But of course, you could watch us record the show live sometimes two days before it goes live anywhere else. Uh, you get hundreds, that's right, hundreds of exclusive episodes of content only on patreon.com slash kind of funny and so much more. So why not check it out? While you think, maybe I do, maybe I don't, let's talk about sponsors. Here's a words from them. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase if you don't love your shady rays exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team always has your back shady rays independence day sale is live right now you can go to shadyrays.com and get up to 50 percent off single pairs of sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people again that's shadyrays.com dot com shadyrays.com here's a word here's a word <laughs> i've had this hair too you see me like reaching in my eye there's been like a hair on my eye oh, i hate that Just, and not like in it but like across it oh but I, I can't get away i can't get away. i can't get it out of there listen rub that eye do what you got well, all right don't feel self-conscious <laughs> give him the one barrier don't feel self-conscious don't feel self-conscious give him the one yeah and zoom in zoom in on the hair i just want to shame him i just want to shame him at the beginning of the year look at him with that hair on his eye Oh, I can't see. I'm Greg Miller. I can't see shit. Speaking of Spider-Man, my third bet for you. Will Spider-Man 2 be 90 or above on Metacritic? No. It's what we checked this earlier. It's an 80 80 for the last one uh or for Spider-Man Remastered or Spider-Man 2018 for 2018. I'm not sure where Miles was. Eight, that's fine. Well, that's a good question actually. Yeah, 87 like you said for that and then I'll toss it in there. Miles, Miles. It's an 85 from 2020. For Miles Morales? 87, 85, yeah, based on people who were wrong like you. Damn. You say no, Spider-Man won't be a 90 on Metacritic? No. The, like, I mean, looking through the list of Insomniac games, it looks like the last Insomniac game that reached over a 90 on Metacritic, or that that reached a 90 on Metacritic, would have been Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal on the PS, PS2. I don't think... I don't think Spider-Man 2 is going to be that groundbreaking enough to, like... 
put it outside turn the heads. realm. Yeah, like turn heads, put it outside the realm of what the last Spider-Man games or the Insomniac games in general have been. I think it's gonna be a fantastic game. I think it'll be a five out of five on the kind of funny scale. I think it might be even a KF20. That's a new thing I'm trying to start. Where four of us give it a five out of five. <laughs> you know? Ooh, yeah. wait, fuck, I love that. Yeah, right. That's great. Yeah, it's like a okay, Famitsu. He's stealing the Famitsu thing though. That's the problem. Listen, if we don't say we're stealing it, if, nobody if, will that's know. That's another. That's in another language. Nobody knows what. Yeah, that is. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I swear to fucking God, where is this hair coming from? Is it still? There? Oh, it's on my glasses. <laughs> My glasses. My, my glasses. glasses. Probably misses his glasses. Yeah, I think I think Spider-Man Two could get a five out of, five out of five from everybody who reviews it on this panel and end up being a KF twenty. But is it going to be ten out of tens across the board? I think that's where the conversation gets a bit murky. Is like I think a five point scale and a ten point scale hits different, and I could see Spider-Man Two getting nines and eights across the board. But when I think of a ten out of ten, right? Like I'm thinking of the Last of Us. I'm thinking of 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 the God of Wars, and I just don't think. Not that I don't think Insomniac could give it to us. I just don't think that's that's what they're trying to give us. They're trying to give us a good time, a fun time. They're trying to give us a Spider-Man thing, right? And, like, I just don't think that speaks speaks uh, on that level. That doesn't speak as an IGN 10 out of 10 to me. How about you? I don't think you're wrong. I think this is an argument we've had a lot on this show uh, and a kind of funny content across the board of, like, Insomniac. They seem to constantly be stuck in this... 85 to 9 section, right? Are, when are they going to step up? Can they step up? Can they become a S-tier PlayStation first-party studio, right? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. We've had that conversation a lot. I've argued both sides of it a lot. Where I'm at right now is that I think Insomniac has a chip on their shoulder, and I think they're going to try to really fucking do something with Spider-Man 2. I'm going to say yes, that it's a 90 or above on Metacritic, and that is a tall order. Like For everything you just said, all the scores we just looked at, None, I, I, I think that if I was a, I'm a betting man, I think the odds are against me on this one. I do think that historic uh, results, I think what video game reviewers look for out of a sequel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that even though it's Insomniac's third Spider-Man game, right? Like it's the umpteenth Spider-Man game. So you've kind of seen everything under the sun and felt like this and yada, yada, yada. All that said, I think they know and I think they're sick of not being considered an S-tier studio. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is, this is selfish as a fan, right? My hope is that th- that's what they're doing under the hood, is that they're sitting there cooking and being like, let's fucking go. Like, here, let's give this long PlayStation showcase uh, demo, right? 12 minutes or whatever it was. And it will be hype as fuck and you're flying and all this stuff, but like, don't show them the good stuff. Don't show them the crazy stuff. I, I, think, I think there's going to be... Multiple times when we're playing that game, and it's the slack-jawed thing I had from Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. where I'm like, this is insane that this is happening, and I'm doing that. That is my hope, and maybe I'm psyching myself up and whatever, but I do believe the way Insomniac's been quietly cooking on this, and the fact that they know what it is, and the fact that they listen to content, not just ours, but everything, you know what I mean? And just in general, like, they're fans. I think they're like, let's fucking go. IMO, mm-hmm. I hope. I hope so, too, right? Like, I'll, I'll love that for them. The thing that still holds me back, too, is just they release games in such a quick cadence. And, like, I think, I mean, you know, S tier, A tier, like, the whole thing is murky, but I do think that they still are the MVP of PlayStation when you're talking about a studio that PlayStation values. They don't and miss. That they don't miss. They their are games. consistent every time. PlayStation, or um, Spider-Man 2 is going to be one of the best-selling games of the year, if not the best-selling game of the year, right? Like, it's going to be competing with Call of Duty and, I guess, Harry Potter okay. in that regard. I think it might, I think, uh, I think there's a chance it beats Zelda... I'm trying to do the math in my head. Actually, probably not. No. Zelda did no. 10 million in three days. You're right. No, it's not yeah. going to be Zelda because this is Spider-Man 2 will probably do like three to four million in three days. And that's going to be great. That's going to be usually better than like what you see out of something like that for on the PS5, especially, right? Where there's only 30 million or 40 million out there. 
Um, but yeah, no, Spider-Man 2 is going to kill it in every regard. Um, but yeah, like, it's tough for me to place them outside of what they've done with Spider-Man already. And yep. Ratchet and Clank ripped 100%. apart. And those are fantastic games that ripped apart, won our game of the year, right? Like, it's that they're that dope. But are they over 90 on Metacritic dope? You know, like... I, I, I wonder whenever they'll hit their uh, kind of uh, Last of Us moment, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, uh, I know there's the, you know, debate of Uncharted 2, whether it's a good game or not. Um, but, like, <laughs> at the time, though, like, I can only imagine when you're going from, like, Uncharted 2 to Uncharted 3, and then, you know, they announced this thing called The Last of Us. And at that time, I can only imagine of, like, how hard it was to imagine Naughty Dog doing something and gameplay wise very similar, but tonally and storytelling wise like very very different. Um, and so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if like if that's that moment uh, for Insomniac with Spider Man Two or maybe even Wolverine. But could that oh. be? Could can they do that with Spider Man Two? Like I think Naughty Dog needed. If a whole I was UI a betting man and I was going to just ride ratios, I'd say no. Mm-hmm. But I'm choosing to be. The bet hopeful. against myself, yeah, be hopeful, yeah. be optimistic, and yeah. say yes. I think I, my thing is, I think to get there, Insomniac would need a new IP, or maybe even they could do it with Wolverine, right? Like Wolverine, my not my fear with it, but what my expectation of Wolverine is that it's going to be a dope ass Wolverine action game. But even with that, I think it is still going to give us what we know out of that character and stuff. I think if Insomniac wants to really like get on that level, right, get the ten out of tens across the board, I think you need a new original IP, and I think you need a lot of time. I think you need to go away for a little bit and then come back and be like, hey, we've been, we've been working on this game for five to six years. But I also just don't think Insomniac is that studio, nor do I even want it to be that studio. I like what Insomniac is now. I like that they give us these, like, 9 out of 10, if dope-ass I'm... Ratchets and Spider-Man's Wolverines. And again, like, I think there's something, and this is very reductive, and it's not one-to-one, but stick with me in terms of themes and stuff. Like, I think in some regards, what we're saying is that, you know... A Naughty Dog gives us the summer blockbuster. It gives us this big, giant movie we all enjoy, but it's not Best Picture. It's mm-hmm. not the one that like you know did something that really was Indian or yeah. whatever. Not that every you know what I mean. It's, there, it's the, it's the same way that I don't expect Spider Man Homecoming to win Best Picture. Sure, right? Like I'm expecting whatever art <laughs> came out that year, whatever movie that I haven't heard of. I, I know movies are different from video games, but you get what I'm exactly what I'm saying yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, here, I have some but, other stuff here about this that I think is interesting. Continue the conversation about Spider-Man 2. Marty writes in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, just like you can. It says, do you bet that Marvel's Spider-Man 2 will be in Kind of Funny's Game of the Year top five? I do, but based only on the number of people who play it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, we, I think I was, talk- interesting. I was talking to Barrett about this. Um, at my birthday party, actually. Um, Thanks for the invite. Where I heard you didn't like bowling. Uh, I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> we did karaoke too. I heard you didn't like karaoke. Yeah, he yeah. hates karaoke. No, I, 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 I imagine he did the karaoke bit on Monday because he saw us. At no, that's not weekend, it. And he was like, hmm, I, I want like, to do, 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 do my own karaoke. karaoke with I don't need, I don't need blessing at all. <laughs> but I was, I, I, I was making the argument to Barrett that there's a chance that is that Spider-Man Two doesn't see our top five, but. I think, I think odds are against that. The, yeah, I think purely for the numbers game of like everybody's going to gonna play it. Yeah, uh, it, again, if we're assuming it's the same panel uh, for the eight like uh, people voting, I would imagine that's going to be one of the few games that like everybody's everybody voting on. Uh, and so I think 
even here, if I can stop you, if I because I and by the way, first off, Barrett, I love this. I never you, Janet's always here, so I don't ever get to see you on the green. So this is really good, and I love well, your... the Kev camera's broken for a long time. Ah, great, okay, fixed it. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I I think it's going to be top five. I don't think it's going to be because the diversity of game. I, I this year, like last year, there was the whole like Elden Ring thing where it's like you either loved Elden Ring or you didn't love Elden Ring, and there was like no in between. I felt. Is that happening this year? Because we're talking about Zelda. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Final Fantasy, whether it's like, I'm not saying it's like the, you know what I mean? But it's like Final Fantasy's beloved around here, right? Like, I'm trying to think of what weird-ass Greg game I'm, I I loved before your eyes, but I don't think I, like, when I vote, I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, I got to put that up high. That was before I even played anything else this year. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like also this year. Also an old game. Huh? Also an old game. Also an old game, sure. But it came to PSVR too, of course, the definitive PlayStation VR platform. Um, well, I'm thinking of Diablo 4. Sure. Like, I think Diablo 4 is going to be high up on on like half our list and not on other half like another half people's list. I think um Starfield might be that way. Like I don't expect every single oh. person to play Starfield. See, now here's where yeah. it gets interesting, right? You know that I love Diablo 4. You know I can't stop playing Diablo 4. You've heard me in these stories about Jen and yada 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 yada. Right now if I was ranking it like and I'm just talking out of my ass, not actually putting them in like Diablo 4's top 5. Okay. But I don't think I wouldn't be making a case for it to be my number one or number two, I don't think. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, where you're it's talking like talking about your sp- uh, list specifically. Yeah, we, okay. if I was voting for it, but I think most people are like me. Where I think okay. I'm probably the biggest. Oh no, Joey. But I don't know what Joe I don't Joey doesn't usually Joey vote might not vote, list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then it's like me and Mike, where it's like I don't think Mike's putting it that high in his list. Okay. Like I think there's a lot of passion behind we a lot can't of games. Mike's list. I can never predict. You know Mike's he's gonna list. fucking get Rocket City on there somewhere. Yeah. But my anyway. thing also is, you know, I Final Fantasy sixteen is probably gonna be high up on my list. Uh, it'll be high up on Tim's list. It'll be high up on Mike's list. It's Mike's game of the year right now. Um, but like, I don't think there's a guarantee it's going to be on on your list necessarily. Or based like, on, I mean, I still need to get to, it, but I'm in the middle of a review, so if it's mm-hmm. like based on the way everybody's talking about it, I think it will be okay. Like, I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's like God. But of also, War. like, I, I also like Paris Janet and Janet. Like, I don't know yeah. if it's going to make their their list either. Sure. Um, like Spider Man Two is going to be on every single person's list. I would somewhere. Think, I mean, unless it it just comes out and shits the bed. I know we're a PlayStation thing, but it's in, in here. Starfield, I think, will be on everybody's list too. See, I think I not Star- Tim's. I guess not Tim's. Yeah, yeah. The Starfield is such a big game that I don't know if it's like maybe everybody puts a little bit of time into it, but maybe you know some people like like I would have to talk and, to Janet, but I don't yeah. like I've never heard Janet talk about Starfields, but also maybe she has, and I just haven't. <laughs> I guess we have a PlayStation, we have a PlayStation podcast, podcast, so you just yeah. we're not talking about Starfield, yeah. but um, I'm sure Paris is gonna fucking love Starfield. Mm. Of course, they gave him a chair. Yeah. No, that was the other game. Oh yeah, that was the other game. Yeah, no, but it was just funny. The yellow one, making fun of Paris. I guess, like, see, like when I think about games that are gonna get the shaft because not everybody plays it. I think like Street Fighter Five, where it's like even if I did play Street Fighter Five, like I tried it and I spent nights with it, I don't think it'd be like or SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shaft, or RE RE Four remake. God, that was this year. That was this year. That was only a few months ago. Fuck. Alan Wake is also gonna be an interesting one to see how that takes too. Yeah. My and I, 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 my answer to this is yes. Spider Man Two is gonna be in our top five, but also. Actually, no, I think it's guaranteed. It's, my, it's guaranteed to be in our pop, top is five. that it'll be, for the eight of us, again, if it's the same panel, us three, Andy, Tim, Mike, Janet Paris. For most of us, it'll be the lower half of our top ten, but because it's on every one of our yes. lists, it'll make the top five. And I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess um, when I think about my personal top five, I don't know. I, there's a chance Spider-Man 2 gets on there. I don't know if it's guaranteed it gets on my personal top top five. And I think that goes for everybody. See, my thing, yeah, I think it's like, unless it really fucks up, it's going to be a top Remember five. Remember Hi-Fi Rush? 
Yeah, that's the thing. That's those are the games that I'm more worried about is Hi-Fi Rush and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh yeah, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Literally forgot about Survivor (laughs) that entire conversation. Great point. Great point. Like every year, I start off and I'm like, I'm gonna start an Excel thing so I keep track of it so I don't have to have the off the top. Conversation oh, to forget a game. But like, if I had a, if I had a list, games yeah. are gonna be our, in our top ten right now, right? And like thinking about where Spider Man is gonna play against them, right? Uh, Zelda is probably gonna be our number one. I bet. Y'all bet. I like that you originally put your hand up and you shut your eyes like you're praying. Dear <laughs> <laughs> God, we gathered here today. Uh, Zelda, Starfield, um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I imagine is gonna be up in there. Of course, Sp- Spider Man Two. Um, I'm surprised you. I, I, I guess after talking to you, I would have said Diablo Four for sure, but I guess not for sure for Diablo Four. Um, what did I, I what what did I miss? Alan Wake Two. I guess. Rush. You did. Ninja. Yeah, but High Five Rush isn't gonna be like. Tim loves it. He's gonna put that high. But like Tim and Andy, I think both are like. I mean, it's four out of five to them. I'm, it's a five out of five for me and me and Mike. Okay. Don't forget me, man. And Barrett Courtney. Yeah. Yeah, Spider Man Two is gonna be up there. Okay. Number four on the uh, Roper Report. Lol. On our prediction saying, are these Last of Us Part 3 rumors true? We're going to go to Eurogamer, where Victoria Kennedy writes, new information on the Last of Us Part 3 reportedly leaked over the weekend from two internet tipsters better known for their scoops on Marvel TV shows and movies. While Naughty Dog itself is keeping plans for the series close to its chest, leaker Daniel RPK revealed that Part 3 will introduce five new characters. Lucas... Mason, Val, Ezra, and Gracie. These five are reportedly part of a group of scavengers who are said to be, quote, surviving on the outskirts of a post-apocalyptic city, end quote, and using a Victorian house as their base. According to Daniel, Lucas is an affable character who develops a relationship with another young scavenger and will have a turn will have a turn to show his dark side. Uh, this younger scavenger uh, could perhaps be Gracie, who is said to be between the ages of 18 and 25. Mason, meanwhile, is a former soldier who must choose between his loyalty to other characters in the group when Val gets put in charge, with Val being the alleged leader of this group of survivors. Finally, Ezra appears to be some sort of antagonist, with Daniel reporting uh, that they want to take over the house from Val. As for returning characters, fellow leaker uh, viewer Anon uh, stated that Ellie will be, quote, at least as important in Part 3 as she was in Last of Us Part 2. It was right. pretty fucking important. <laughs> How do you get more important than that? There will be there. There has been no word as yet on whether Abby or Lev will return in the next installment of the series. Additionally, tipster viewer Anon has claimed that the majority of filming for Part Three will begin as soon as this year. Uh, back in 2021, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann stated the studio had a story outline for Last of Us Part Three penned that he hoped quote one day can see the light of day. However, this time nothing was in development. Earlier this year, he reiterated that Naughty Dog uh, is open to developing Part 3, but only if, quote, the team can come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love, as it did with Part 1 and 2. Parts 1 and 2. Uh, with The Last of Us, it's up to us whether we want to continue or not. If we can come up with something, we have a very strong ending with Part 2, and that will be the end, Druckmann said in January. Do you believe this rumor blessing at Oye Jr.? No. Okay. Why not? I don't think they've started. I don't think they've started working on Last of Us Part Three yet. Like I'm sure here it mentions that Neil Druckmann, like you know, has been writing shit down. But like, <laughs> I don't, maybe somebody found his notepad or some shit. But like I don't. 
It, like maybe and or maybe these are from like last was factions or something right that's like, been part of the rumors that have been going around again this yeah. is all unsubstantiated a million people have done a bunch of stuff yada 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 it's been also said well maybe this is actually from factions maybe this stuff got leaked and it was faction stuff and people yeah. are saying or it's part three maybe and this is hard for me to believe too but maybe it is a spinoff maybe it is like the miles morales type game but for last yeah. of us because i it's hard for me to imagine that i know they say here that ellie is gonna be as important as she was in last was part two whatever whatever but like i feel like a last is part three story is going to be focused on characters that we know a bit more right like i, I think, think it so, is right? going to be more of an L, either an ellie story or an abby and love story right like i think you focus you could focus on it on those characters also but. a key thing here right they're, they're saying that a victorian house is their base what is well known for having victorian houses san francisco which we yeah. saw from the key art is like where this is gonna where factions will be yep. based so and that's my thought is I, I don't believe that these are I believe these are rumor. I, this is all stemming from casting calls, right? I, which, of course, sometimes get sides and selects, which aren't the actual character you're playing. You've heard about it, I'm sure, for every one of your favorite Marvel movies. They get whatever. They don't know who it is. And then it turns out they were reading for this part, right? My thought here is, yeah, this is tied up in factions. And that would make more sense for the timeline, too, of like, okay, cool. We've got this game this multiplayer game this is what's going on okay it's not working we're scaling it back we're going to a smaller team well we've gone to a smaller team what do you guys want to do with it well let's get behind a narrative let's give it a backbone let's go in and, and take it this different direction do this i believe that this is faction stuff and not last of us part three stuff yeah and also like i think the even the idea of them using the victorian house as their base like that is such a multiplayer games as a service type of thing if you if you're if you want to build that into the gameplay right of hey you come back and you take missions from lucas or mason or val or ezra or, or ellie or ellie damn um go give me another guitar you know surviving on the outskirts of a post-apocalyptic city like all a lot of this speaks to what we'd imagine factions the uh, to be and so i think this might fit there otherwise i just don't think this exists right like, i hope the house is the full house house that'd be so cool everywhere you look everywhere and then every time you open up factions it's a recreation of the full house intro love it but with those characters <laughs> you like walk you walk in the house you go to the basement you see like the skeleton of joey not not our joey but uncle uncle, uncle joey. joey uncle joey in the uh, game yeah. our joey alive joey gladstone he's got the puppet on his hand and everything yeah we should make this game. Cut it out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, we have an update for one of our previous rumors. Uh, Janet Garcia responds to my question of, do you care about Starfield? Janet says, yep. Not like crazy levels in the sense that I'm not a Bethesda girl, but I definitely want to play it. That lines up. Uh, and, uh, but then I said, thank you. Blessing doesn't know you at all. And then she says, I've been saying I, I, never, I don't think I said she was not going to play Starfield. It was just like... Everywhere you look, playing you off. I'm playing you off. I'm sorry. That's the end of it. Uh, I do have another Naughty Dog bet for you, though, here for the PlayStation 5 lifecycle. This one comes from Matthew, who writes in and says, Naughty Dog won't release a new game on PlayStation 5. You can see it, right? Yeah. They don't find the fun in factions, so that never comes to fruition. And then whatever the new single-player IP game they're, or whatever new single-player game they're working on, just doesn't yeah. just dates and just dates and then eventually like you know what i want to do it as psc PS yeah i'm gonna agree with that yeah yeah so blessing says yes comma no new game yeah it's not a dog the new rock star and i'm gonna say no they'll have a game this year they'll have a ps5 game no they have a ps5 game my thought here is like even if they did gestate on this next single player game forever i think they'd release it at least as a ps5 ps6 game right i assume yeah. ps6 is backwards compatibility i assume we're into a last of us part two kind of thing right where it's yeah. like you could have just waited and put last of us part two only on ps5 but they didn't they put it on ps4 
I mean, I mean, do you think that served the last as far too badly? To just put it no. on PS4? Okay. I mean, look at the install base, right? Yeah. Same thing here. The thing with, the thing with Naughty Dog, though, is I, I wouldn't want whatever they're working on to be a cross-gen thing. Like, Why, well, again, cross-gen is not really cross-gen. It's just a backwards compatible. Sure. Thing. It's a PS5 game. It's just you can run a PS6. I guess, yeah. Then, like, just put it out on PS6 and take full advantage on PS6. But the install base, the money. Ah, oh, fuck the install base. You're Naughty Dog. Sell the this PS5. This is why they'll sell never the, let you run. Sell the PS6s. <laughs> they're never going to let you run Sony as much as you If, if anything is sell a PS6, well, there's a lot of things I can sell a PS6. But a Naughty Dog game exclusive, ooh, that'll sell boxes. I want to move on, not for any of these ones. I've decided these aren't worth it for me. I don't like these ones because there were so many good ones written in by the audience. Are you ready, Bless? I'm ready. I want to jump to it, Big... Bad Beluga. Oh. Wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSILY and says, Bet at least one of PlayStation's first party live service games, Fair Games, Concord, Factions, Horizon Co-op, will be deemed a financial failure within the first 12 months of launch, shuttering the game and leading to mass layoffs of the company. Dude, I think it's just a question of which one. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even this is a bet. Yeah, that was yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think the more interesting one is which, uh, and oh man, this is like a mean. This is a mean bet to make. I mean, it's not. We're not wishing these games ill will. Uh, I mean, it was a mean bet for PlayStation to make this <laughs> and hire people and have people's livelihoods tied to this. I don't believe they all got the stuff. I'm sure on some level, PlayStation knows they don't all have the stuff, and I'm sure they have best intentions of not laying people off because of it. But no, I don't. I don't believe in these games. We've talked about this. There's a great episode of PS I Love You all about, like, do we believe in PlayStation's multiplayer plan? It's a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Great blessing show on it, too. Great blessing show about it as well. But yeah, for this one, for sure, no. Fair Games Conquered. If you are, you think, be- are we saying Conquered or are we saying Conquered? I swear, I go back and forth between both. Because, you know, is what? Is Conquered? New like, Jersey? Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. And remember, if you're an East Coast person, you're not in New York. We don't know shit about my, you, and we don't care. So my we know. guess is Concord. New Hampshire. God damn it. Conc- so oh, my close. God. New Hampshire. You know New I mean? Hampshire. Like Concordia. I'm saying Concord. Yeah, Concord sounds. Concord's bad for a day. Yeah, I, I feel like it gets too close to that. Concord also just sounds more spacier, you know? So if, but if you had to pick one game that's going to do this, that's going to have 12, that's going to be deemed a financial fail, failure in the 12, first 12 months. No. I'm no. not even going to do it. Okay. So that's, you, that, that is, that's too much. I'm just like, I know shit about all these games or whatever. Well, I'm going to try to get an answer about this. Hold on. Uh, I just got a DM from Greg. He said, oh, you said fair games. He said fair games is going to be the one. Damn. It's crazy. Hate to see it. <laughs> now, what are you looking up right now? Ooh, he's doing a lot of typing. Don't worry about me, all right? Okay. I'm doing journalism over here. Oh. Rev Valentine, look out. Greg Miller <laughs> can't be stopped. Don't worry about that. Um, this is a fun one and a quick one. Kyler says, will we see a remastered version of the Resistance franchise? No. Absolutely not. Not a chance. No, are you kidding me? I don't know if PlayStation remembers that they still have Resistance. I think Jim Ryan and her and Holster sitting around the room and going like, oh, yeah, who made that one? Was that Activision? That was an Activision game, right? Now, here's this is an interesting one, I think. Marty writes in, Marty Permit, and says, do you bet that Project Q will be more well-liked than PlayStation VR 2? Ooh. Marty says, I think it will be. And this is a very interesting one. Yeah. Because, again, according to PlayStation, PSVR 2 selling better than PSVR 1 was. Mm-hmm. So, and what, it was 600,000, right? Was that the, the units that they Somewhere announced? around that. I, 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 Cameron Kennedy, you're live. Check it. 
Uh, got to sign somebody that you're wrong in yeah. the chat live. I don't think, pro I think, no. I mean, like here. Define more likes. Do you that's the problem. Are you going by that is the problem. I think mm. among the talking heads you probably listen to on video game podcasts, like us, an IGN, a GameSpot or whatever, I think, yes, Project Q will have more juice behind it of people being like, yeah, I used it. It was fine. I don't know if it's worth the price or it's worth the price or whatever. And, blah, blah, yeah. and, and there'll be the, the little stories like me of like, oh, yeah, last night Jen was watching Grey's Anatomy and I was using Project Q to play X, Y, and Z or blah, 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 blah. I think there'll be that scuttlebutt positivity around it in a way I don't think there is about PlayStation VR 2, but I don't think it will sell as much as PlayStation VR 2 has in the same time period. I don't think they're going to move 600,000 Project Qs like out, out mm -hmm. the gate or whatever. Because again, I just don't, I mean like, VR has such a dialed-in fan base that knows what they're getting on a VR experience at the moment. They buy it. They're happy with it. Remote play has people like me, has your normal backbone user, but I just don't believe that this thing is going to be so great out of the box that I'm going to sit there and be like, yo, throw your backbones away. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about getting your iPad and your controller and Bluetoothing them. This is the truth. Like, I'm excited for it, and I can't wait for it. I do think I'm going to use it nightly, if not three times a week. Yeah. But I don't, and I, I don't think I'm going to be moving those units where it's like, in the same way I could never convince Poe to buy VR, I'm not going to convince Poe to buy a remote play device. Yeah, I, I, t I tend to agree with that. But I, yeah, I think I agree with you also that the conversation around it might be slightly, slightly more positive because with PSVR, I think there was so, such a, like, people were downer from the start because you know what PlayStation is looking to get out, uh, out of this thing and you're coming into it, coming off of PSVR 1 and, like, you just have higher expect expectation for what a new platform is versus an accessory that has a screen on it, right? Like, I'm yeah. not... I think everybody is already so down on Project Q that coming in, I think you, the only place you have to go is, is up, right? Like, I think the people that look at it and go... I think, are they oh. down on Project Q or are they just flat on Project Q? I think VR, yeah. too, again, depending on who you talk to, there was people who were up on it or down on it. I don't know if there was just a when whatever. I, I don't care about it. For me, when I look it. at chat or when I look at comments or whatever, it seems like a lot of people are down just because I think a lot of people are putting more into it than what PlayStation even wants it to be. Because like, that's why I've been using the word accessory so much in regards to it. Because I think people are like, oh, man, they're making a new handheld or whatever, right? And like, of course, like, it's not a Vita or whatever. But people, I think people are very confused about what it is and what it wants to be. But like, I think the people that understand it are like, I think the people who understand it are flat. Like, I think me and you are probably more flat than anything. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, what am I going to use this for? And they're the ones that are down on it. Okay. So what is your pick? Oh, um, for and again, is is it well more than well liked? And what is going to be more well liked than I? I, I is, yeah, what is the? I'm going to say sells better. I'm sorry. Hold on. Sells worse. Sells worse than VR. Sentiment better. I agree with that. Okay. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Sells more. <laughs> okay. Put me down for sells more. Unless they charge $300, <laughs> Twitch, I'll double back. Yeah, I know. We'll have to wait and see on what that's going to be. I have to imagine. I know you got your, you know, uh, your techie nerds, you know, so like, okay, you know, and gadget and uh, the fucking yeah. digital foundry. The they're they're going to come. See, yeah, they're, they're going to go see the fucking PlayStation 5, 6, 7, whatever, like for first thing. Like, I've got to be one of the biggest remote pay play people in the space, right? Sure, yeah. Is I there somebody else? Uh, give me the one, Barry. I don't see people talking about remote play the way you do. 
Hey PlayStation, it's me, Greg Miller. You might know me as Trending Gamer. Don't worry about what year I won that award. What's up with this Project Q, huh? Who's who's going to get the first exclusive hands-on about this? The Verge? I'll tell you right now, the Verge audience, they don't care. The reporter, they don't care about remote play. I'm out there remote playing at least four times a week. I'm using the Backbone. I'm using a Steam Deck through that p- program that's not supposed to be used, but it doesn't matter. Don't, don't, don't shit the bed on this one, all right? Let me play Project Q before anybody else. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Where do you want to take us? My back? source says it's Concord. Okay. So not Concord. Yeah, like Concordia. Who's your staff? What's Concordia? I, don't know. I mean, it's a word. I've heard yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to respond here. So, not like the town. Con curd. Because that's how you. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I know your sources. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who even makes Concord? Uh, Concordia is just like a, like a name for a bunch of different places. It's like a Concordia Park in Oakland. Snug Slack says Greg Miller, remote player. I like that. Ooh, that's really good. Also, did Cameron Kennedy ever get us get back with? He the- did six hundred thousand in the first. Oh, yeah. three weeks. I think I'm out on that part. I already forgot, but I was right in the six hundred thousand number, and I'll take it. Gotcha. Blessing, Greg. I've enjoyed making bets. We'll forget about until somebody reminds us that we did it. And I've, I've and I've taken copious notes. Don't worry about it. What's happening this week in PlayStation? Uh, not much. Uh, there's been a new story that the PlayStation Mobile has lost another top exec. Uh, this is from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, PlayStation's mobile division has lost another top executive weeks after confirmation of a change of leadership. As reported by MobileGamer.biz, Mikhail Katkoff, who was the managing director of recently acquired Savage Game Studios, has announced he's leaving the company less than a year after it was acquired by Sony. Womp womp. It was a conversation that uh, we've had earlier on KFGD. Yeah, me and Tim had a great episode about it. Yeah. And what else? I mean, the recap, because we don't need to beat a dead horse here, right? Is I think it's the coin coin flip where it's like either means that hey my part done i'm an executive and my part of the thing's done or i'm i feel like i'm in a good place to leave so i'm gonna go no i had a great opportunity yada yada or hey nobody's providing us the resources to make anything that actually matters on playstation mobile i don't know what to do yeah (laughs) it's 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 one to keep an eye on it's been i mean we've had talks about playstation mobile for the last few years as they've been hiring up and starting this division and seemingly wanting to make it part of their core strategy as PlayStation. But yeah, we've yet, ne- we've yet to see the fruit. Who knows if we'll see the fruit, you know, we'll have to wait and see fruit. on I it. I want to see some fruit. I'm curious to see how that fruit tastes like, you know, you know, that's <laughs> time for PlayStation picks. Uh, we we're talking about what we picked to play on PlayStation this week and the games that have dropped. Uh, the drop looks like this. You got Synapse on PSVR 2 for on July 4th and then Garlic for, uh, for PS4 and PS5 on July 4th. Uh, Gilt, Jilt, Gilt, Gilt, uh, PS. Guilt, yeah. G-Y-L-T for PS5 and PS4, July 6th. And then The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie for PS5, PS4, July 7th. Uh, Greg, I picked Garlic. Oh, yeah. you went and did the damn thing. I went and I, I watched, K- well, I helped prep KFGD and I saw the game Garlic. And I was like, oh, that seems interesting. And then when you guys talked about it on KFGD and where it brought the trailer, I was like, dude, this game actually looks pretty dope. Um, it's this... 2D platformer where you're playing as this man with a garlic head. It's come, it's been out already on um, PC for a few now, years. Does he have a garlic head or is he garlic? He is garlic. Okay. But also he's anthropomorphic. And so I'm sure. Both. Um, but the gameplay is basically a Celeste style thing where cool. 2D platforming and looks awesome, yeah. with short levels, you have a dash mechanic and that's pretty much the whole thing, right? You're trying to uh, beat all these obstacles. The gameplay is very Celeste. The story and setup and aesthetic couldn't be far 
like more far off from Celeste because the the goal of this game story wise is like you're trying to fall in love with this woman who Garlic is very much attracted to. It's very 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 weird. Um, like art style, like yeah, gameplay. It's like Celeste art style, almost like Undertale a little bit with the yeah. Mechanics. But the vibes is like, and this is gonna be a deep cut uh, for anime heads. Bo 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 bo. Yeah, which is like just like that really weird random humor. Uh, like almost like. You know, like the anime version of like Deadpool humor, almost one thousand percent. Yeah, I think that 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 hits the nail on the head. Um, Greg, of course, this game published by Radalika. Oh, easy, easy trophy. Two hours in, I got the platinum. Now I'm still, I'm I'm pretty sure I still have like seven hours left in this game, and I'm gonna play the rest of it. Well, that's the thing about Radalika. Yeah, is that yes, they do publish a bunch of games that aren't that great, but. They publish all games with really obtainable trophy lists, and they do often publish great games. Yeah, I believe they actually. I'm not going to assume. I want to say they might have done Clank too. I might look that up. But yeah, playing this game. This game is really fun. I'm having a great time with this game. The gameplay is on point. It's a nice filler um, after not having a Celeste uh, in like years and years, right? Like coming into this, uh, see Clank two. Clank two also published by Rattleika. That's a rhythm game that I really, really like. That's really, really good. Uh, Platinum not as easy, but yeah, it's nice having this thing come in and scratch that itch and make remind me of how much i love celeste but also you know find its own thing find its own flow of gameplay and and, and get me into it the platforming is, is really fun the style of it is really weird in between in between levels you have these moments of weird mini games that they put in and so like uh one of the ones i'll i'll, I'll shout out is like <laughs> they had one they had one where like the camera goes in front of you and you're playing as the garlic man walking toward the camera and like it's like this cool scene where you are now doing this um uh is endless run not endless runner i guess on rails sort of uh thing where you're walking toward the camera and you are going left and right and you are trying to kick the cans that are on the road while dodging like different obstacles that come at you and like it's a fun two minute bit and then you get back into the gameplay and then like you know, another 30 minutes in, you run into an arcade machine, and now you're playing a Galaga-type game. Okay. And every time you lose, the garlic makes a funny face, and it's a different funny face every time, and it cracked me up. And then you get back to the gameplay, and it just has this weird energy to it that, you know, it's it's doing its job. I mean, uh, again, I'm enjoying it. It, like, it, it's it's one of those ones that I wasn't expecting to get into as much, right? Like, I looked at the, I watched the trailer, went, oh, that looks neat, and sure enough, it's this game that I had never heard of that is you know really pulling me in at this time where there's not really that many new games coming out and so shout out to garlic i've been having a good time with it and i got the platinum fantastic what, what about you what you pick to play uh you say there's not that many new games coming out that's a lot i'm playing redacted for review uh you can look for mm-hmm. that soon but that's been the majority of my time however uh you know i'm still wwe obsessed so i jumped back into wwe 2k23 uh i've of course for a while now, been playing my faction. Whenever I go and buy my pack of cards, I'm always hoping for a Cody Rhodes card because I want to play as Cody Rhodes in my faction, and it never happens. And I don't want to invest real money, so I don't actually go through and like you know buy the money to buy the packs to do, do it. Well, so random. It's gambling. It's a chance. I don't. I can. I'll roll with Roman Reigns and John. I'm a different man. Figure. I, I bet on horses. I, I bet on you PlayStation do. things. I know you do. Yeah, Anyways, uh, well, this weekend was Money in the Bank, and uh, also surprisingly uh, there's a new wrestling game called aew out mm-hmm. and wwe has just been putting out locker codes left and right and really advertising 2k in the wake of this aew game really to drive it and they finally put up a code for cody Rhodes. so i jumped in there got cody Rhodes. i've been oh, playing my yeah. faction with cody Rhodes. which then i was like you know what i never finished roger the lock Perconi Perconi story so i went back and played his roger story for a little bit just back in there wrestling having a good time you know i uh, still love that game so uh have so much fun playing it it was 
definitely a return to reality coming right off of AEW where I couldn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I kept trying to reverse the way you reverse in AEW and I just got my head kicked in, in online when I was playing or whatever. But back in, you know, just doing it, it's still a game even if I'm not going to play. It, it can be, I, I assume, how most fighting games are with you where jump in there, do a few rounds, do a few matches and then move back on or whatever, go back to the game I'm reviewing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But still playing WWE. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm using my faction manager card now. So Greg Miller can manage Cody Rose, which is a big deal. Nice. Of course, that ended. But maybe it'll be another way to get it soon. Oh. But I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS I Love You XOXO. We are, of course, your PlayStation podcast each and every week. We are here talking PlayStation, hanging out, and having a good time. If you want to hang out with us, remember Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny gets you the ability to watch us record the show live. It gets you the show ad-free as an MP3 and video. It gets you hundreds hundreds and i'm not that's not no hyperbole hundreds of episodes of exclusive content you can only get on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can even get exclusive merch however if you have no bucks toss our way you can get each and every episode of psi love you xoxo over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe no matter where you get it thank you for supporting it please like subscribe share leave a review tell your friends uh rate on spotify leave the reviews on apple you know how to do it all stuff it's podcast you listen to a million of them and we couldn't do it without you remember of course there's an epic game code for kind of funny too it's the kind of funny creator code kind of funny when you're checking out in the epic game store or more importantly for a playstation fan when you're playing fortnite rocket league or Anything that uses the Epic Game Store, you can pop in the creator code kind of funny and get us a few bucks without costing you any more. We'll be back next week. But until then, it's been our pleasure to serve you.